Today's guest is Jenny Carmichael, our very own wonderful award-winning nursery chef. We wanted to have her on the show for a while now, but nursery life is very busy, so I'm really excited to share this conversation with you today. She talks about her early years life, her background, her journey into becoming our nursery chef, her passion for sustainability and managing waste, and the ways the nursery does this. She also talks about her autumn and winter menu, plant-based focused meals, working with veg boxes, and the kids' kitchen takeover. And of course, the recognition she's gained through being awarded Apprentice of the Year by Trafford College. Enjoy the show and thanks for listening. Hi, Jenny. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. So we start with the same question with all our guests. What is your earliest childhood memory or a pivotal moment for you during your childhood? Oh, well, one of my earliest memories was um, going walking through the country park um, with my dad. Through, at the time, what I thought was long grass or reeds. I remember pushing my arms through like in a kind of a swimming motion to kind of find where I was going because these reeds were so kind of long. Um, and I just remember running around. And for some reason, I remember the red coat I was wearing as well. <laughs> as an adult, I've been back to that space. Obviously, I can't find the long grass or anything, but maybe it's because it wasn't long grass and I was maybe I was just so small. It seemed, it seemed like long grass. But yeah, I do remember that as a quite a nice memory, going for those walks and just being outdoors and running. That's such a nice memory to share. Thank you for that. It's so interesting. So many of uh, the answers to that question involve nature. Um, And also how perspective changes. Yeah, definitely. So how about your early years education? Who was looking after you as well as your parents? I was looked after by my mum's mum, my nana, um, quite a lot because my mum had me at 16. Um, She needed a lot of help. Yeah, I spent a lot of of time with nana. And I do remember going to a preschool. I think it was a preschool but yes, can't really remember that far. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so nice. So then um, mm-hmm. cycling all the way forward to now, how did you become a chef and what was your previous work? So before the nursery, what was your previous work and training? To be honest, when I left school, I had no idea of what I wanted to be. I just could not think of anything. I ended up just going to a sewing factory, doing a traineeship in machining. It was sewing workwear, overalls and aprons. <laughs> But I, I never got the hang of it. And in the end, the bosses didn't really know what to do with me because I couldn't do any of it. <laughs> so at that point, it was like, right, now what to do? Um, I'd left home at an early age. So I did have to have a job. So I didn't really have much kind of to choose, really. So I worked in a few cafes. Um, I did lifeguarding for a couple of years. I just fell into that because it was a job. And I thought, I can swim, I'll go for it. And I ended up staying there for a couple of years. But the cooking started when I, I worked at Morrison's, another supermarket. Um, I started off in the staff canteen there and I ended up doing 10 years there. So I learned a lot um, of cooking there. Um, I was there through having two children. I did a lot there. I did everything from the working in the staff canteen to the main restaurant to the till, the stacking shelves. I did everything in there. So I did learn a bit of everything. Um, but then after that, I got I got a job as an assistant cook in a care home, which I spent another probably seven, I think six or seven years there. So that's when I realised I did enjoy it. And I did my level two in hospitality and food preparation, and which then set me up to kind of do that job. And then I was moving, moving area from Oldham to Manchester. So I then needed another job like in this area. 
And I was actually on a Mediterranean cruise and I seen the job on Indeed. So I thought, oh, shall I, shall I apply? Or and could, Because reading it, it was a really nice um, advert and the ethos and everything sounded great. It was a brand new nursery, which I thought that would be fantastic. So in the middle of my cocktails, I applied for the job. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, so, gosh, yeah. so this is so this is your first experience of working with, with children as a children's chef. And just hearing how, how it all evolved from th- then you were in a care home and then to a nursery is such an amazing story and hearing all the skills that you developed from the different things that you did yeah, and how independent you were as well. And then you had two children in the middle of yeah. um, working there. So it's really, yeah. yeah, so many life skills. And um, what was that transition like from chefing in Morrison's to then, and the care home, to then chefing for children? Was there a difference or was it kind of similar? A massive difference. You have a lot more of a say with children. You can you can guide them, learn them from an early age. Good food, bad food. Obviously in a care home, they're telling you what they want to eat, they already learned the bad habits and at 70, 80 and 90, there's no telling them what they're eating. They don't, they think meat puddings and chips is a stable food. <laughs> um, but obviously with children, you can kind of nurture them and teach them the goodness of food from an early age so they remember it when they get older. So there, there is a big difference. That's um, amazing to hear. And also we'll go into when the kids took over the kitchen and uh, how yes. that helps. I know that you're passionate about like children learning where food comes from and having them involved with you which must be really nice so let's go into when you started the nursery so we opened in July 2018 and you were there at the very very beginning so it was amazing that you saw that piece in indeed the um the job that you went for so then you applied the ethos appealed to you and things so let's talk about your time at the nursery from the very beginning like what was it like it was great walking into an empty kitchen there was no there was no dishwasher there there was I think the sink had only just gone in there was no shelves we wasn't we wasn't sure how it was going to be set up or anything so so we set it up kind of together and kind of a learning curve I've never set up a kitchen without anything being in it before Uh, so it was great to have my say where things when and how it ran but yeah it was nice being there before any of the children got there or any staff really I think there was I think I was a fifth member of staff to start away the Zoe Lorraine Jean and Sally and another girl Helen it's been quite strange going from because the other jobs that you did the care home and Morrison's lots of people involved and probably lots of other chefs as well people in the kitchen with you whereas you're on your own in the kitchen so does that feel quite nice to have like complete ownership of that space it felt fantastic yeah it was great knowing that I'd been given the responsibility to do something like that and somebody kind of has put the trust in you to to do that it was a, it was a nice feeling so just to mention because you've been there since the beginning and you are well and truly part of the family and so much has happened inside and outside of work so I just wanted to congratulate you on your marriage oh thank you thank you and also your son's working in the kitchen now how did that evolve and how did your son end up working? With you? Yeah, well, I, I got an assistant in the end, Harjeet. Harjeet was working as a, as a kitchen assistant. Um, but as the nursery got busier, the nursery required her to go and work in the rooms because she was qualified uh, as a childcare worker. So obviously my assistant had then been taken indefinitely. So Stuart agreed to allow my son just to come in on a temporary basis to cover um, things just like the washing up and just, just a general kitchen hand. Um, it was only supposed to be for a few weeks, um, but 
it's been six months and he's still here. That's so lovely to hear. And you're getting on well. (laughs) Well, debatable. But yeah, he's he's doing really well. And and to be honest, he's learned a lot. And it's nice to see, you know, your son learning all these life skills. And, you know, when he's there trying to do food prep and putting an effort in, I think, why can't I do this at home? (laughs) But but yeah, um, he's doing really well and he's enjoying it. Um, I'm so glad to hear that. And it's yeah. such a family, like, you know, I'm Gina Stewart's daughter yeah. and there's, there's yeah. lots of family connections within the nursery. Yeah. Well, my daughter works there as well. She's a, she works in the rooms. She's been there for a couple of years as well. So yeah, it's like a little family tree, the three of us. That's really nice. <laughs> that must be so lovely yeah. for you yes, and is. for them. Nice. Yeah. So knowing how much of an asset you are to the team, the founders funded you to do an MVQ level three in catering and hospitality management in 2020. And you were awarded apprentice of the year in this category by Trafford College. How did it feel to be encouraged to develop in that way and further your expertise and also to receive the recognition that you gained from winning that award? Yeah, it was lovely. It was nice that um, they were putting the faith in me to, to go above and beyond um to be given the opportunity to better yourself it's fantastic I got a lot of support throughout it I got plenty of time to do the study a lot of help on the, the parts I struggled with and um, it was really good and it was nice to feel the support oh. um but yeah the apprentice of the year was just I couldn't believe it it was like oh my gosh because there was a lot of parts I struggled with and it, yeah I got the apprentice of the year because I got a distinction in the award so yeah it was really nice it was good um, but they've also funded my level four. I've just started the level four, which is just, I'm just really appreciative of. Oh, I'm so happy so for you. Great. I didn't know about that. So that's really exciting yeah. to be doing the level four next. Yeah. And what will that involve? The level four is more is a lot more of a managerial side. Uh, you would feel like what a catering manager would do or an area manager of kitchens in all kinds of work areas, not just nursery stuff. Not that I'm planning on going anywhere, but it's nice to have that yeah. <laughs> um, qualification there. Um, it's nice to get recognition as well yeah yeah, it's great you are you are really I know um I hear them talk about you and it's they're excited by everything that's happening and all that you're learning and and yeah being recognized for it I know um we've talked before about waste outside of this outside of the podcast and and it was a while back yeah I know that was one of the areas that you focused on in your course can we talk a little bit about waste yeah it wasn't it wasn't just waste it was energy conservation and recycling so yes it was waste but it was was a lot to do with energy energy conservation as well um got looking into the future um which is becoming a lot more of an importance to conserve energy and water and everything else and looking for things that could incorporate the children in helping with was the main focus of the of the task. That's brilliant. And you're so right. Children are they're the future yeah. and we've got to look after the planet for them. Yeah. So what were some of the things that you were excited to learn? Yeah, I, I learned a lot more about um the different different um uh, choices of power. No, but we already have the solar panels on the roof and we'll be looked into putting some more on um and getting a lot more out of the solar panels and um, we we already have the electric charging points for the vehicles to maybe encourage people i did have a an electric vehicle at that time as well so it was great with the children they had the water butts put outside they were shown how to collect the water and in various ways to feed the birds and to water the plants we did we did quite a lot with the waste we 
we've got more recycling bins. We're getting the children to do the recycling. And there was there was lots of little things put in place. It's like so I great. Think. It's so yeah. great. No, no, those it's difficult to, to bring it, to remember everything that was put into it. Well, it was a while ago now. Yeah, it was. And, and a lot's the happened. Next one now, and I'm trying to think, think of everything that was in it. Well, yeah, it's so was great a lot. to hear all those, all those things that you've implemented into the nursery. And I'm sure as the nursery expands and we have the one in limb that's coming yeah. soon, I'm sure you'll be very much influential in those decisions about how how to protect the planet and look after it for the children yeah so moving into food again um let's talk about the menu at the moment so we're in autumn now we've got winter coming what's the menu what's what's inspiring you about the seasons at the moment what's coming well we, we just we're just moving across from the summer to the autumn menu now um, we're going to be doing a lot more warm soups and casseroles um we we are still on the plant-based menus we do have meat on there but we do a lot of plant-based food you know the the chickpeas the beans the lentils things like that the, we've asked the 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 room leaders to ask the children their upstairs and the preschool ones there what they like and what they don't it's nice to hear what they like and what they don't because there is a lot that they don't like but it's like but you're yeah. saying about the care homes like at least with the nurse you can kind yeah. of steer them a little bit yeah so that's really good that they're having healthy mostly plant-based so that yeah. so must be easier for people who are plant-based so children that are yes. vegan it, it's yeah. like the meat's like an add-on is that yeah. what it's like? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have a meat as kind of. I think we have meat. There's meat on the menu at least twice a week, and we have fish once a week. That's so. great. Also, for the planet, another thing that's really good for the planet is for us to yeah. just, even if we have meat, just to lower our intake. So by doing that in the nursery, that's going to be good. Yeah, for the planet too. So that's really great to hear. And um, is there anything that Mark's growing in the garden that you're using in the kitchen at the moment? Uh, we've had a few carrots. We've had. Um, we've had we've had lots and lots of green beans. Um, I think we've had a couple of lettuces out there that the children have eaten before I've managed to get my hands on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a, there's not much growing at the minute, but we have had through yeah. the summer quite 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 a lot to be honest. The children enjoy preparing it, and then obviously seeing how it's cooked, in, seeing the finished product, they've watched it go into the oven, and they are quite intrigued. So it's, it's, nice it's amazing for them to see the whole cycle of yeah. food. So that's really important for education for children, I think, in this generation, in this time. Let's talk about Grubarb and your relationship with Grubarb. Yeah. Let's, yeah, talk about what, what's going on there, how it works. Well, the first, the first I heard of Grubarb was when, I think it was your mum, I think Jeannie brought in a box of all these organic fruits and vegetables. And it just went from there. It was really nice produce. Obviously, it was organic. Um, it's a surprise what you get in the box as well because you don't know what you get. And we had a lot of the in the first box contained quite a lot of the squash. Now the spit what I'm not sure which kind spaghetti of spaghetti squash. Yes, it was. Yeah. It wasn't the butternut squash. It was a, the other one, and I'd never worked with it at that time, so um, that was quite a new one. And it, it so, did actually make quite a nice sauce. Made a sauce with it. Oh really? So it was nice. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it was nice. I put some big coconut cream in there and just creamed it. But it was lovely. Oh, um, lovely. It was nice. Um, but yeah, the the quality of the produce is fantastic. Last week we had a lot, a lot of fruit in there, and the apples was just the apples was amazing. The children enjoy rummaging through as well, and they had they had their pick out of it. 
um, last week. So they they was amazed by the size of the carrots. <laughs> so they was they was having a munch on those. But yeah, it's just lovely. It's really nice to have such fresh produce. We do buy organic fruit and vegetables, but to have them delivered like that, fresh in the box, still full of soil, is really nice for the children to see. So, yeah, so nice to hear. Yeah, I'm a big fan of rhubarb as well. We get, yeah, we get oh, our boxes at home. We're taking a short break from this fascinating episode to introduce today's amazing sponsor, Kit and Kin. They are trailblazers in the nappy world, and we are proud users of them in our nursery. Can you believe that the third largest contributor to landfill is disposable nappies? In the UK alone, we go through 8 million every day. With climate change clearly having an impact, Kit and Kin have given us an eco-friendly alternative to take care of our baby's bottoms and our planet at the same time. Their multi-award-winning nappies are made using plant-based, sustainable materials, as well as being unbleached and dioxin-free. They are clinically tested to ensure they're hypoallergenic and approved by dermatologists, and they come in the cutest animal designs. To make this company even more incredible, for every 10 subscriptions, they fund the purchase of one acre of threatened rainforest through the World Land Trust. Head over to kittenkin.com and use the discount code BABY20, specially created for our listeners to receive 20% off their first subscription order. They have a range of wipes, skincare and baby wear too. Now back to the discussion. So recently, Stuart brought in one of the smeg juices for you to yeah. use so he's he's just recently delivered a new smeg juicer to the kitchen so that you guys can make fresh juices in-house how's that going do the children have any favorite recipes do you have any favorites how's it going i, I have a favorite i absolutely love the machine i've never used one before I, I had to teach myself even how to put the thing together never mind use it to be honest, I was a little bit apprehensive and I was, is it going to be worth doing all this? But um, the juice that comes out is absolutely fantastic. Um, the children like the apple they like the apple juice and the orange juice. But we've, because I've only just started using it, I've not experimented as much with the children. The staff have had, had some. We've had the carrot, apple and spinach. One of the girls doesn't like vegetables, so I didn't tell her there was spinach in it until she drank it. And she said, that's not got spinach in. I said, it has. So you can, we're juicing the vegetables mixed with the fruit, which is a really good way of getting it in there because, you know, you don't, don't really know it's there. I've had berries in it. I've had, I've, I've had every, everything in it, just playing with it and trial and error at the minute. Um, but we will be bottling some of it up to give out. But yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, brilliant. That's so great to hear. Um, and let's move into the, I'm really excited to talk about this, the Kids Kitchen Takeover. So this was inspired by the Young Chefs Academy and it happened recently just for our audience to hear. What was it? How did it go? And what did the children make? It was just getting children involved in um, not only the cooking, but everything that happens in the kitchen. As it says, kids help out in the kitchen. It weren't just about the food or the cooking. It was about seeing where it comes from, what happens in there and how you get to the final product. We had the mixing flour, mixing eggs, I think they made bread rolls. I think it was bread rolls. It was, to be honest, it was, it was just such a natural thing. It's hard to explain. It was that natural that there was, I mean, they are too young really to understand that, you know, I'm going to go and mix all this stuff and make it in it. But the fun they had with it was was unreal. Because there were um, different things happening in different rooms, weren't there? There was there the yeah. kebabs. They, we had the toddlers making the fruit kebabs. They helped chop some of the fruit. 
it was pudding on the sticks. Um, but to be honest, before we got a chance to see the product, they were just, they were just eating it. <laughs> <laughs> but before the kebab stick was full, they, they'd eaten it. That's um, the problem. With, so with yeah, kids in the kitchen, it doesn't actually leave the kitchen. It just goes straight in the mouth. But the older ones, so <clears> the younger <throat> ones, it's more of a sensory thing. They don't maybe fully understand what the process and what they're actually doing. So it's more sensory. Yeah. But the older children, did they get it more? What were they making? They were making bread rolls. Bread rolls. Um, and mixing the, they was mixing the flour in the water. Um, and they were they was trying to make shapes with it. So um, they were it, more yeah, interactive. We made, we, yeah. yeah, we made it more into a fun activity than actually the importance of producing anything. Just showing them having fun with kitchen utensils, the food. They seen the finished products after they would they had they'd made them. I think they had the rolls with soup. Oh, that's so yeah, great! It, it was just a fun day. There was there was a lot happening. The the they weren't phased by the photographer. The photographer got covered in flour, um, <laughs> which was quite funny. Um, but yeah, we had the babies washing up in the sink. We had we had a we have a outdoor kitchen, um, mud kitchen, and there was there were the babies were washing up the pots with the bubbles, and they enjoyed playing with the bubbles. But yeah, it was just a really nice day. It was just something totally different than. The, the the normal day it, it sounds just, so nice and the pictures really do fun. capture it because you yeah, can see all the was. little moments it was, and, it was um, really nice it was fun the children really enjoyed it and um, you were using some of the produce yeah. from the garden as well yeah we had um i think we had the carrots and the green beans um on that day yeah the carrots and the green beans but yeah, it was all fun it was such a good day it looked like so much fun um <laughs> it was <laughs> so Okay, so we've talked a lot about um, your time at the nursery, the time before, and, and how many experiences you've had and how much you've grown and developed. What would you say your advice would be to someone listening that would have an interest in, say, what you're doing and would want to pursue it themselves in a childcare setting? What would your advice be to someone out there listening? My advice would be if it's something that you really want to do and you're passionate about cooking for children, um, just go for it. Just try and get as much experience as you can. Bring whatever you can to the table just and just to enjoy it as well because it is an enjoyable job. It's not something you can do just if you if you, if you don't have any interest in it. You need to really want to do it. Yeah, just go for whatever, you, whatever it is that you want. Love that. Love that. Thank you. Okay, so what's the biggest thing that you feel like you've learned about yourself through your work? If you put your mind to it, you can, you can do it. And with the support of a good employer, a good team, you can kind of the world the, there's no limits with the right help you get and I've learned that you might think that you can't do these things but once you actually get the support to do it you realize that you, you can do a lot more than you thought you could do and you enjoy it more than you ever thought you would do um but yeah it all helps by having a supportive employer from which we do have so yes. which is great <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that and um I think it's really inspiring. So I think it's lovely hearing your story and everything, everything. Is there anything else that you'd like to share that you feel like maybe we've not touched on, we're not covered? Anything else? Um, to be honest, Daddy, I think you've covered quite a lot there. Yeah? You're gonna go, <laughs> quite a lot. yeah. We're going to go into rapid fire then now. So there's just, okay. just three questions, rapid fire. So don't think about them too much. Just see what comes out first. So if money, time and logistics were no object, what would you create for children? Oh, gosh. I'd create the biggest outdoor space with no safety issues and just total freedom to do whatever it is they wanted to do. No consequences. 
Amazing answer. What rights should children innately have? The right to be cared for, loved and nurtured. Lovely. And finish this sentence. Children are... As Whitney Houston says, children are the future. You've got to let them lead the way. Lovely. Oh, amazing. It's been so, so nice chatting to you. So if people want to find you, do you have any like social media platforms or anything like that? If they want to know... Well, they can just reach out through the nursery. If anyone wants to share anything with Jenny or ask any questions, just reach out through Back to the Garden Childcare, which is on Instagram. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and there's also our website. And thank you so much, Jenny, for your time today. I know you're very busy and really grateful for you coming in. It's been lovely speaking to you. It's been fantastic, as always. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a review in iTunes or on your podcast app. Follow Back to the Garden Childcare on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. We would love to hear your thoughts on today's subject. And for everything mentioned in today's episode, you can head to the show notes at backtothegardenchildcare.com forward slash podcast. And if there's someone you know who would love to hear this episode, share it with them today. Send them a link, screenshot the app or just chat about it. This podcast is recorded at LBS Studios. Until next time, in the words of Joni Mitchell, we are stardust, we are golden, and we've got to get ourselves back to the garden. Back to the garden.